I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and you're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. With me, Mickey Watkins, Chief Executive Officer of World Mobile. And speaking of the world, according to the World Bank, 1.7 billion adults are unbanked because most banks still require manual onboarding and face-to-face identification. Within that 1.7 billion, for more than 700 million Africans, these necessities are inaccessible. They can't get to a bank, not physically, not metaphorically. How do we empower the unconnected, Mickey? First of all, we connect the unconnected in a meaningful and sustainable manner. Then we provide the unconnected who are now connected with digital identity. With digital identity, they can now pre-qualify and identify themselves, which then allows us to enter into the world of financial inclusion. Sounds simple when you put it that way. How are you going about doing it? The identity part, we're working with IOHK. IOHK are a blockchain engineering company. They have built one of the world's most robust and useful identity platforms called Atala Prism. And we put that into our mobile stack. We, with every new user, when they come onto the world mobile chain, by default, they're creating a digital identity for themselves that is self-governed. Again, what does that mean in practice? It means that when you share your data, you know who you're sharing it with, and it's with your own permission. It's not shared behind your back or sold to the highest bidder. So you're creating the ability for people to have an identity online, which gets them access to financial services. Yes. But you need to have internet access to do it still. Of course. So this is why banking the unbanked is an unrealistic option when, or even proposition when there's 3.5 billion people on this planet that have no internet. So our first mission is to go out there and connect the unconnected to provide a sustainable, suitable method for building a hybrid network at a fraction of the cost of what the other networks have have built using the the blueprints of Facebook, Microsoft, and Google, essentially, to take off-the-shelf hardware, connect it to fiber, and deliver via an alternative spectrum, such as Wi-Fi, to villages. Obviously, I can look at examples of things like M-Pesa that has empowered a number of people in Africa through the use of a feature phone, but if they have a smartphone and a Wi-Fi connection, then they're plugged into the world. It's a brand new world. It's a world outside of just text and USSD, and it's a world that is not a closed garden. We at World Mobile don't actually want to be the bank. We want to be the the connectivity gateway uh, to offer many financial services to our customers, to our subscribers, and for other people to come and build uh, on this new level of connectivity. How are you building this on the blockchain then? Our partners are Cardano, IOHK specifically. Their product is Cardano. We're using their systems. We're using W3C standards, digital identity, and we're bundling inside the application itself. So every user, as they sign up for the first time to the world mobile chain, have this internationally and locally accepted digital ID. Now, what we're doing is we're onboarding their local IDs in conjunction with the government in order to be able to qualify the person nationally And then we're creating a standard, which, by the way, there is no standard yet because digital identities haven't uh, had mass adoption, again, because of lack of internet. But once there is internet, there will become a standard. So, yeah, it's it's a very interesting proposition on, on, on how to how do you onboard them. Now, a digital identity won't initially give you exactly the same benefits as we have or you have. It won't be a passport. It won't be accepted by every bank or accepted by, by, uh, for, for a contract. It's a step-by-step process. So creating the, the national ide- identity is a massive success in itself to make that digital. But then actually creating 
a profile for the person that is self-governed that allows other institutions to come in and offer top-up loans. It's a huge business in Africa or remittance, money transfer. You, you mentioned M-Pesa, you know, M-Pesa is very, very interesting and it was a great step for people, but actually M-Pesa is extremely profitable and that profit comes directly from the, the, the end user. You know, sometimes um, it, it feels and it looks by the documentation, uh, you can find this all out freely yourself, but the, the lower the transfer, the higher the percentage fee. So whilst M-Pesa is a fantastic platform, um, if you're sending 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, multiple thousands of dollars, it's actually you know, a, a much better alternative than sending um, via Western Union, as an example, for, for the emerging markets. But when you're sending $5, you're penalized the most, up to upwards of you know, 30% for a transaction. And the receiver is also charged. You know, what's special about our network is... The profits don't directly go to X number of shareholders that sit on the top of a board and, you know, we're trying to milk the, the, the industry for the best we can to make sure that our annual dividends are, are the most. Actually, we've, we've built a model that is a sharing economy. So in order for a sharing economy to work, a lot of the profits have to go straight back into the, into the network itself. So this kind of puts you in a different mindset. It, it makes the, the network money rather than making individual shareholders money. Now, when it, the network makes money, it allows the people on the network to utilize it more efficiently with more time with with uh, less less cost uh, is this already in operation or or is it still just an idea on paper it's, it's way beyond paper the the last 3 years have been self funded in in creating a mesh network and creating this alternative spectrum the step the first step is connecting the unconnected and then over the last 2 years we we've, we've been working with IOHK Cardano in order to develop these solutions. Now, what we haven't done is taken anything commercial as of yet. We've had universities, uh, several campuses across the Dar es Salaam region with connectivity to 50 to 60,000 students. We, we saw the impact that that had. We then went to smaller areas uh, to connect the unconnected in villages around 60 kilometers away from Dar es Salaam that were the lowest hanging fruit, but represented some of the hardest challenges we we're ever going to meet. No power, no communications, no, no anything. We saw enough there to be able to spur us on to, to take this, this last push and go for a massive commercial rollout across Zanzibar. So many proof of concepts, many feasibility studies. Our core team has, has managed and run networks that have millions of users and uh, billions of minutes that have, have passed through these networks. But World Mobile is just beginning its commercial voyage now in Zanzibar uh, in the next two to three weeks. Now I can tell from the fact you mentioned Zanzibar and you mentioned Dar es Salaam that you're active in Tanzania when next? Very much so. Uh, well, we're already looking at Kenya. Uh, we're already pretty advanced there in terms of coming up with a, a large proof of concept, 10,000 people plus. We've been invited to several other African countries. It's, it's not really about where next. It's more about get it right the first time and make the sharing economy work in Zanzibar and Tanzania. Once the sharing economy works, then rollouts are not dictated by me, Mr. Telecom anymore. Rollouts are dictated by the people who need it the most. So the focus is actually getting the, the network and the sharing economy working right in Zanzibar, in Tanzania. And then from those moments onwards, it will just be about World Mobile coming in, building the backhaul, buying the licenses, and then the, the last mile will be covered by the people themselves. And your ultimate goal, obviously, it would be nice to connect everybody, but what would, what would success look like? Success is covering the 50%, it's just under 50% of, of Tanzania that's not connected. Success would be onboarding hundreds of thousands of millions of users quicker than any other mobile network has done that. Success would be using a hybrid spectrum, thinking 
outside of the box and utilizing all of the current existing technology in order to connect the unconnected much quicker than the World Bank and the United Nations want, want that to happen. So by 2030, those goals have been set by the World Bank and the United Nations. But actually, I think we can do this way before. Maybe not all 3.5 billion people, but certainly kickstart this and, and, and bring on hundreds of millions of people in, in the next couple of years. Well, I wish you luck with that. Mickey Watkins, Chief Executive Officer of World Mobile, thank you very much.